Welcome to the You Can Be Unstoppable podcast. My name is Ewelina Szczeplewska, your host and certified hypnotherapist. In this podcast, I will share with you how to tap into the power of your subconscious mind. I intend to share with you how learning how to use the power of your subconscious mind can help you to create a successful and abundant life with ease, how to connect with yourself while fostering a healthy relationship with your body and mind. Tapping into the power of the subconscious mind will help you to learn how to manage your emotions, become more resilient and present in all of your relationships. Self-love and self-worth are the keys to the kingdom of success and abundance, to happy and healthy life on your terms. Hey, hey, welcome everyone to another episode of You Can Be Unstoppable. And today I have an amazing guest for you, Liz Keats. Is a certified international life, purpose, and spirituality coach. She lives in beautiful South Sussex in England, for those who you don't know. Liz is a lifelong learner, and I know something about that one. Mindfulness <laughs> teacher, sound healer, and world traveler who loves nature, and she loves working with women to recover the power, the life purpose, and create a soul-led lives. Welcome. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your introduction. And I'm really pleased to be here. Very happy. Fantastic. So tell me, Les, what has led you to decide to do what you do? And why do you work with women specifically? Yes. Um, what led me to it, um, I, yeah, quite a few years ago, I was a therapist, um, counsellor and um, therapist. And I did that for 10 years. And I really, really um, felt that that was a really good um, profession for me to be in at that time. I really felt called to that. And um, it was very rewarding. And then I had, uh, in 2015, I had a uh, life shock, um, uh, a cancer diagnosis. And then um, took some time out and was really kind of reflecting on what I wanted to do. And that's what led me, um, it was partly, well, it was that really, which was one of my most significant spiritual awakenings. And, um, and then led me into wanting to be a sole purpose coach. And, uh, and the women aspect, I think because, um, well, because I can really relate to that journey, <laughs> you know, women um, and also, people who identify as women that sense of I've you know been through many stages of life you know the different rites of passage and uh, and I really love to help women to connect um, and really get clear on what they want from their lives I love this I really resonate with what you're saying because I love working with women I think we need that empowerment and that push to mm -hmm 
actually say my needs are just as important as everyone else's needs because what I see and you tell me if you agree with me or not but often women lie to themselves in terms of how they show up in lives for themselves and for others they say oh it's okay I don't need that matter you know my needs don't matter that much I want to look after the family you know we are defined by how good of a mother, daughter, sister, wife, mother, you know, you name it, we mm-hmm. are. We are being programmed from little girls how we should show up in the relationship. And is that sacrifice part of this, that it's the greater good, is the family unit over us. It's the husband over us, the kids mm-hmm. over us, if you know what I mean. And I think some women think that it's okay, like this where deep inside they feel that something is missing that something is off but it can't put the finger on it mm. yes I love the way you said that and as you were, you were saying it some of the words that came up were a sense of sometimes this incongruence between mm. what they women really want and what they feel that they should want that's the word um, shoot is it yeah yeah stop shooting yourself I heard somebody say that in a podcast a while back and I loved it because that word when we find ourselves hear ourselves saying that a lot we we it's really an indicator that we're not re- really in alignment in that area so I I couldn't agree more I think there's a, a big part of patriarchy that's been with us a few thousand years now and then it's on its way out <laughs> um, which obviously hopefully um which obviously affects uh, men men and women yep. um and for women i think it's really about that what you've been talking about which is being um able to advocate um for their needs for our needs what do i really want and I think, and I've noticed with my clients, some of the statements that come up are, oh, it's selfish, or um, I haven't mm. got enough time, or, oh, you know, putting everybody else's needs first, as you said. And I, although we, you know, we don't want to be completely the other way and disregard everybody, there's, I am a true believer in balance in all things. Yet we do need to find a way to advocate advocate for our needs to um, get our needs met and I can say a little bit more about um, if you'd like why I think that's so important Um, yeah I absolutely agree because it's all this shooting it's almost like we're saying we are wrong because I I should be doing this and I should be this mother and I should be and we're doing all this shooting but those shooting comes from the things we think someone else wants us to be it's the mother and grandmother were telling us from you know, since we were little girl, that we should be behaving this way. You, you know, good girls don't behave this way. So it's all of that that play part, whether we are aware or not. And please do expand on it. Yeah, exactly. I just think that for a lot of women, it's that kind of being in that incongruence of um, what they really want and what they're told that you know, or feel that society and you know, it stems from you know, childhood schooling. Uh, the wider society, I mean, gosh, the amount of advertising and all the rest of it, all of these things impact us. And in the world of technology, which can be, of course, wonderful, and that's how we're connecting today, which is great. There's also the flip side of that. And um, so I think that we need to reframe um, selfishness. Um, I don't, it's so loaded, that word. Um, it's, you know, when you hear it, you just, 
you know, I don't know, I just don't like it. And I think um, it kind of, I think it's looking at it in a different way. And um, for some women, whatever point they're at, it might be difficult to think that they just want to put themselves forward and do what they want to do. And, um, and yeah, I think we can look at it in different ways. One is that we really deserve it as women, we do need to embody and our personal power and own that. And, and we deserve to live a life that um, we want to lead and that is in alignment with our soul's essence. Equally, um, we are, you know, part of a society and we are all interconnected, both I believe spiritually and in this physical world. And so, if we can look at it like like this, that when we are putting our needs first and we're looking after ourselves, that we can give from the overflow and that also we are better to be around. <laughs> and if you are a mother or a carer or whatever your roles or connections are, and we all have hopefully friends and family, that you are able to be in a higher vibration and get your own needs met whilst being in a positive, positive light and vibration for others. So if we can see it as a collective, sometimes that's easier for some people to, to take on board, if that makes sense. And I think you know, a few episodes ago, I've had an amazing guest and she talked about how being selfish, which it's a very loaded word, mm-hmm. how being selfish to be selfless. And I mm-hmm. think, yeah. We put a lot of meaning, we attach a lot of meaning and interpretation to words. Mm. Because selfless to me is actually, if I look after myself, my mental health, my energy, my body, my mind, I am there a much better mm. service. I'm, you know, like I'm, I can provide a better service to my family, to my clients, as if I were, you know, depleted. I wasn't looking after myself. I wasn't getting the amount of sleep that I need. I was doing all the things and nothing were for us women and high achievers and women who want to build a business, to have a business and career. That's quite relevant. We do all the things. Mm-hmm. And then we expect some performance from our body and from our mind and to be, you know, creative and productive and all the things when actually we haven't given ourselves the fuel Mm. all the goodness that we need in the first place in order to serve something being selfish in terms of my cup is full I can then provide a much better service Mm. is a much better way to look at it than just being selfish of my needs are better than yours it's not all about that no at all yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I really think it's unsustainable as well if we don't have our needs, um, if we don't advocate for our needs, have our, you know, some self-care and self-love in place, then, you know, it's just not sustainable. And then, no. and then where does it lead us? I can, yeah, completely agree. So what is a powerful way of living with joy as a core value? Because I think we forget how to live a joyful life. We get into the adulthood and it's almost like we get the memo. Yeah. Now, you're an adult now, you don't get to live in joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I believe that, um, or I know actually, that joy is 
intrinsically linked to our soul's purpose um, mm -hmm. because it's everything that um, we connect with at a deep soul level, it, the inner work is what reflects on the outer work. So if we are deplete of joy, if we are, are not in contact with that, then we are going to be manifesting something that, you know, because we're always manifesting whether we intend to or not. And so when we're really in touch with our joy, we are really in touch with and living more of our purpose because it raises our vibration. We can more clearly feel and see what it is we want with, from our lives going forward. So I think joy as a, as a core value and also as an emotion is absolutely imperative to um, living a, you know, being in touch with that divinity within, as I see it. So what would you say to all the women out there who say, I don't have the time to enjoy my life. I've got the kids to look after. I need to go to work. I've got a business. So joy doesn't seem to be the priority. What would you say that to them? Why joy should be a priority in order to live a soulful life? Well, I would say that it's ultimately a decision. <laughs> um, we can't lead or tell anybody to do something they don't want to, but I would flag up the importance of it, some of which we've already covered. If, if we don't, then how, how are you around? If you're worried about you know, raising your children or being a good work colleague or daughter or whatever, or friend, you know, if we don't, um, if we're not in touch with that joy, um, which is connected, I think, to, you know, fun and enjoyment, you know, enjoyment, um, then how are we going to be in these relationships? We might spend more time with some of these people, um, but are we going to be giving value? Are we going to be, you know, um, in a, a good example to our children or you know we want to really be modeling that exactly and as I say it's a choice and I think that's what people don't get we get to choose how we show up for ourselves we get to choose if we want to invite joy or we want to worry and I like what you said think about being yourself as a role model how do you model how life can be to your children because going back mm. to what we said earlier how we are today it's because of what was modeled to us mm. from the day we were born and I think people kind of dismiss this too easily they don't really understand the power of everything that we observe everything that we hear to give you an example um you know we all went through this global thing recently mm -hmm. And my mom said to me that she started having dreams that she's going to die. And I said to her, please, for the love of God, <laughs> stop watching the news. Mm. And she said, oh, but I don't believe in it. And I'm like, I don't really care. You are watching it time and time mm -hmm. again, day in and day out. Sometimes you pay more attention, sometimes less. But your subconscious mind it's in everything that you hear, read, observe, everything that you interact with, whether you consciously think that you believe it or not, or whatever your conscious choice about what you want to think about it. 
And you know what? She stopped having the dreams. Mm-hmm. So it's That's so fine. Yeah, yeah, it's um, all it took is just take a little bit away from mm. you know the external environment and watching the news and being so involved energetically and emotionally involved in what was going on. So I think you know when we choose not to invite joy into our lives, we're choosing to invite worry or overthinking or whatever that is for you. And having said all of this, how important do you think it is to become aware, to work on it, to actively seek the awareness about your programming so your beliefs your stories your thoughts habits everything that shapes your identity who you are on your journey to get unstuck yeah um very important i mean first and foremost um i see stuck as um you know stagnant and when we think of stagnant um you know it's just that perpetual just feeling not being able to move but as we know that uh, everything is impermanent and if we are stuck, we're not gonna stay there all the time. It's, it's likely actually, um, or there's the danger that actually things get a bit worse mm. um, rather than better. So get, getting unstuck is really important and becoming conscious of our program is absolutely vital because we've all, we're all susceptible to programming I mean, they call it on the TV, television programs. You know, we, as of course, when we're very young, from not to seven, we are extremely, I believe we're just in the theta brainwave um, at, at that point in life. And so we, we're just like sponges, but even, and we learn a lot and a lot stays with us. But going forward, we do have the, um, the ability to, to change that through, you know, neuroplasticity and of course, uh, what fires together wires together but the opposite is also true that if we don't feed something we don't feed our programming but we choose something else remembering that it's a process and takes time then that get those kind of neuro pathways get pruned as well so we can so being aware is absolutely key because once we become more aware of our programming we, you know, through mindfulness, by, you know, reflection, just by being in the moment, then we can see the patterns that arise um, of our programming. And then that is an absolute gift because once we have that awareness, that's when we can do something about it. And I think without being aware, we cannot change. We, not, we cannot change something we are not aware of. So that absolutely comes first. We need to know this is the pattern, the habit, the story in the first place. Yes. Before we can do something about this. And mm. I see quite often with people that even with hypnosis, they think this is this magic pill that, you know, I can snap my fingers and things will change for them. Yes, they will change quicker for them, but it's, they still need to do the work. They yes. still need to practice their awareness, observe the thoughts. Because we are where our attention is. Mm-hmm. And if we choose to stay in water, overthinking, what if, in anxiety or whatever that is going on for you, this is where our attention is. Yes. And that's what our mind will tend to attract into us. Mm-hmm. So 
Do you think as women, do we know how to be mindful and observe our inner dialogue, that inner head chatter, that inner child pretty much, you know, that inner sense of who we are that just goes, you know, just it's going without our awareness because it really creates our reality, whether we are aware of it or not. Because like you said earlier, we are attracting, yes. we're manifesting all the time whether we are aware it or not or whether it's what we want or not mm. it's usually mm. because of that inner dialogue here those inner most intimate thoughts and stories that we have most often we are not aware they are there they're just there running in the background yeah the background you, yeah, yeah i yeah. absolutely agree and i think that's why getting being in the moment being still taking time for some practices, be it meditation or, or, or whatever that you feel connected to is so important because then we will notice those patterns. And it's very, I mean, I, it's so liberating to know that um, and acknowledge that um, our thoughts are just thoughts. They're not reality. Most of our thoughts, some are, um, you know, facts, but a lot of our thoughts are just as a result of programming or uh, what we've learned or what we've cho chosen to believe in. So when we begin to acknowledge that actually our thoughts are just thoughts and we can allow them in some ways to just pass across the, uh, you know, our mind like clouds, um, you know, some are more sticky than others. That's, you know, fair enough. And it's, we are a work in progress. Then it's just quite liberating because, as I understand it, we've got we have like about what is it something like seventy to ninety thousand words uh, thoughts a day, something like that, and the vast majority are on repeat from the programming. So if we believe everything, then that's what's going to lead us. Mm -hmm. um, but if we can begin to create a sense of the observer self, and what I mean by that is that we can kind of be less enmeshed and observe it then we can see those patterns and make better choices. And I think the last thing I say about that is it's so important that when we begin to do this, that one, we tune into when we have certain thoughts, how do we feel? Because that's a really good indicator. And if it's a thought that's making us feel bad, well, then guess what? It's not a good thing to be dwelling on. Uh, moving towards more higher vibrational thoughts. And, the, and another piece there, I think, is whilst we're in this process of working to disabling, if you like, some of the programming, is to bring really loving attitudes towards ourselves. Because we can be harsh. Oh, I can't do this. I can't meditate. Oh, I'm always thinking this. And it's about bringing that compassion and kindness towards ourselves as we would a friend. Which is all a story. You know, I cannot meditate whatever yeah. that's a story yeah because exactly yes that is true and there's this quote that i want to bring here is which i love which summarizes what you just said so beautifully because we examine all the beliefs except those that we truly believe and those we never think to question because mm. yeah. just because we believe something it doesn't mean it's a true it's just a thought to repeat it time and time and time again and we started to believe it as true. Just because it's a belief, it doesn't mean that it's true. it's true to you because you think it's true. It doesn't mean that it's true because sometimes it's based upon false premise, false interpretation, 
the meaning that we give it to something as children. It made mm. sense then when we were five or eight, holding on to that story, to that belief causes us suffering because mm. maybe we created a belief that we need to be perfect and achieve in order to be worthy, which is a total BS as far as I'm concerned, because you are worthy just because you are alive, you're here, breathing, living, that's all you need to feel worthy and enough. But we create those beliefs, we hold on to those stories for dear life sometimes. Mm. Like, why? But that's the habit, is it? It's just... Yeah, it's the known. Yeah, it's an absolutely, it's the known um so there's like so much that we could bring into the conversation in so many different directions and I'm sure you teach a lot of this to your clients and I speak a lot of that with my clients yeah as part of the coaching and hypnosis and something that you said earlier that I think is worth to kind of circle back because this concept has been presented to me a while back by my mentor and it took me a while to really understand and, and grasp the true meaning of it and I want to see what is your definition what do you specifically mean when you refer to personal power okay good question thank you for asking um for me it's about first and foremost about dropping into our heart dropping into who we are at soul level yeah so really connecting with that. And then re and so by doing so, we can become clear of our values, who we are. Uh, and when I say soul essence, that's I, what I mean by that is throughout our lives, we express our soul and our purpose in many different ways. But our essence is, is our essence, right? is, our, is, is who we are. And there are common threads that run through our lives. So it's really about, you know, know thyself, really get in tune with that because, so I'm not meaning it as in this kind of bravado, in fact, the opposite, it's not bravado. It's not this kind of armored self, it's quite the opposite. It's being in that centered place of becoming more clear of what you want, who you are, and then being bounded around that and being clear. I mean, you said something about this earlier where you were saying about everything we let into our psyche, you know, our thoughts, our feelings, what we watch on TV, um, how we allow people to speak to us. And I see that. I mean, it's not a definition, <laughs> um, but um, that's how I see personal power. It's our truth. Well, you know what I like to say when I try to explain to clients what that means is like it's not to give your inner peace to yeah. what someone says, what someone may think about you, because I think that's when we lose our personal power, where we feel angry because someone said something or we feel frustrated because of what's going on in our economy. It's things we cannot control. Yes, it's happening. Yes, it's probably no good. We're getting angry, frustrated, irritated, emotionally involved. It's not going to change anything, but it will affect you. Mm. And your power to create, to manifest, to be that soulful being mm -hmm. that you can be. Yeah, 
absolutely not giving nothing is worth your inner peace no <laughs> you know but sometimes we give that away so easily yes, you know yeah. people get so triggered so easily at times we do and i think a really for me a really important piece within this is forgiving ourselves mm. for, for 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 going down that road I don't know if you're familiar with the poem, um, I think it's by Portia Nelson, Autobiography in Five Chapters. Do you know that one? Mm, don't think I am. <laughs> I mean, I won't be able to quote it all, but she's talking about really, you know, walking down a, a sidewalk, it's an Americanism, um, and you fall in the hole and then you go again and you fall down the hole and it's your fault this time because you knew it was there. And then you, the next time you see it there and you move around it. And then finally, it gets to the stage where you walk down another street. And it's a really powerful, um, I haven't got it here to read, but it is really powerful because to me, it speaks to that, that we are, I'm saying it a lot because I know it's been part, a huge part of my journey, I, you know, um, of giving myself a hard time of not always, you know, falling into those traps, falling down that hole in the sidewalk. And I think if we can bring these kind of, and this is where I get from the mindfulness, is if we can bring these mindful attitudes of kindness, compassion, trust, and all of these towards ourselves. So we're not kind of beating ourselves up metaphorically. Then we're more likely to want to engage in this process. That, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's so powerful what you said, because... Our mind does literally what we tell it to. So if we beat ourselves up, you should have, you know, you should know better. Why did you do this again? Yeah. You fell into the same trap. So basically we're telling ourselves that we're not good enough, that we can't learn, that whatever the interpretation of that is for you. Yeah. So but if we're being kind to ourselves, it's like, well, okay, I've messed up again. That's okay. I will do the next time better and raise ourselves. I think we don't do that nearly enough, like nearly enough. We dismiss those little things because we're looking for the big wins. But the thing is, it hardly ever happen. And all mm. those little wins will add up to the big one. Totally. Baby you know, steps. Right, absolutely. And, and, and when we, you know, see the benefits of everything that we do, when we kind of give ourselves sort of a pat on the back, so to speak, even for the smallest things, because it is small because we interpret it as small. Because what's yes. small and what's big, because what's small for me, it may be absolutely massive for someone else. Again, that's just, you know, very subjective. So Alex, it's a win. That's it. It's a win. It doesn't <laughs> matter how big or small it is. Yeah. But we tend to dismiss them. So not the way to go to, you know, because those little mm -hmm. wins it signals to the brain. It's like, oh, this is how we now are. This is what we like. This is what we celebrate. She wants more of this. Mm. if you don't the brain's like oh i guess that wasn't such a big deal we i guess we're not gonna be doing that again i, I don't know the brain doesn't speak like that i just <laughs> i like to explain yeah, it that way. it just makes yeah. more sense to me when i kind of mm. pick her in that <laughs> yeah Does that yeah, makes sense I mean, I, I, oh totally makes sense and i used to before you know i used to um lot a lot less now i don't do it so much now but i used to be in a place where I have something I was working towards, even something like a dissertation or something and achieve it and go, okay, next. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, 
<laughs> celebrate. And I'm really big, and I'm sure you are with your clients. I'm really big on celebrating the wins, you know, mm -hmm. really allowing space to acknowledge what has been achieved. You know, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, the, the aha moments. That is a massive thing, having an aha moment about something. And just kind of touching back on the joy piece here, it just came to me around that sense of cultivating that through gratitude. It doesn't come on its own. We need to cultivate these things. And it's, it's, uh, if, it's like a plant in the garden. I mean, I love gardening. If you put a seed in the ground or a, a seed, seedling and you leave it on its own, then it's highly likely it's not going to come to much. But if we cultivate that, we water it, we give it, you know, put it in the sun, all the things. It's going to grow. And that is how a growth mindset is, I believe. You know, moving away from the programming. To yeah. And that comes to what you said earlier. I mean, we're going to, I think, circle back and back forth. But it's only now moment. And when we stop to celebrate, we are worthy and enough right now. Yes. It's like if we ch constantly chase something, then you're never good enough. You never worry to be in joy right now. You, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean, you know, like chasing the next thing. It's like, well, you're never good enough because yeah. that just wasn't good enough. You just didn't even stop to celebrate. You're like off to the next thing, off to the next. Mm -hmm. So, so important. So I just got one more question to you. It's a question that I ask all my guests. Yes. I love to see what they are going to say. And I always, always love the replies. This podcast is titled You Can Be Unstoppable because I wholeheartedly believe you can if you choose to. And I would like to hear what are your three tips to become unstoppable? Mm, thank you. Um, first and foremost, I want to say that unstoppable, it's that balance again, isn't it? It's, yes, we're, we could be unstoppable and we can achieve incredible things because for my belief, we are part of the divine. We are part of, you know, the universe experiencing itself. And if we can get in touch with that, even a little bit, then we can feel the worthiness of the interconnectedness. And being unstoppable doesn't mean that we're just constantly go, go, go. Um, that we do, we are cyclical beings. We're like the seasons. You know, we have internal weather patterns and it's tuning into that. Um, so, and I really feel that the first one is know thyself. It's back to kind of where we started about, um, you know, this sense of we are divine. We are inherently worthy and really getting clear on what it is that you want from your beautiful and precious life. So if we're um, energetically operating from that soul purpose, that soul, you know, that authentic soul, soul studied um, um, purpose, we can be unstoppable. So that's the one thing there. And love yourself enough to do what you, you know, what you're here to do. So that's the balance there, um, showing up for yourself consistently. And yet that doesn't always mean hustle. You know, it's not like drive, 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 strive, strive, hustle. Sometimes it's a big action, um, as you were saying earlier. Other times it's a small and sometimes it's a rest. Um, and then the final one, um, 
is that, you know, rest, play and self-nourishment. You know, we, you were saying earlier about some people not feeling, have, you know, as we get, you know, come out of childhood, we don't give space for that. I do actually, I love, I love play. It's a big part of my life, but it hasn't always been. And I think just get engaging with that energy of play, self-care, looking after your body, because if we don't look after body, we don't have anything actually in this 3D reality. Without our bodies, we, we don't have anything to take us through. And so, you know, not allowing anything to come ahead of that. And I'm a big believer of balance in all things. And when we give to ourselves, we then in turn, um, you know, it overflows and pours to others. Um, and just to know, I say quite a lot there, but just to finish by saying, whilst we get in touch with those three areas, we can really be assured that we are meant for more and that we can do that and be there and give. I love that because like you say, without our bodies, if we don't have health, health is wealth. <laughs> Simply yes. as that. I mean, if we don't have the health, not amount of money in this world can no. change that. So like absolutely love this. You like taking care of your body, mind and soul. Because I think yeah. they're inter interlinked, interconnected. If one doesn't work properly, the other will suffer as well. I really believe in this. Mm. And the second piece I also love because it was something actually in my episode today that came up. I talked about so many people don't love themselves. Mm. They don't even notice, they don't even admit this to themselves. But you know, if you engage in people pleasing, if you beat yourself with a long stead, if you procrastinate, if you sabotage yourself, that's all signs yeah. of self-love problems. Because if you really truly loved yourself, you wouldn't people please. You wouldn't. You would say no when you think you you know you want to say no. You wouldn't procrastinate on the things that you know are benefited to you. Mm. That peace, loving yourself, yes. that self, it's a fundamental piece. Mm. Everything in your life. Absolutely, and when you know, for some people who are listening. Um, you know, it might feel like, oh, very insurmountable. I, you know, don't feel like that. It's just starting small with a seed, just doing one little thing. That cultivation, it will grow rather than thinking I've got to do something grand. And yes, self-love, self-care um, is the, you know, the usual suspects of, you know, the mindfulness, the na being in nature, the, you know, maybe for spa days. But it's also some of the things you mentioned, you know, doing your tax return <laughs> on time so you don't get stressed because then we end up in fight flight. Yeah. I mean, that energy of that negative energy. So it's 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 a broader area than just, you know, bubble baths. It's much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Just starting and small. And I think I think you would agree with me sometimes having those big steps, because I think this is like human nature. We want to go and make a big but yeah. actually, our brain is much more likely to resist that big change mm. than a small one. Because if it's a huge jump from loving, your, loving 
yourself, not loving, loathing yourself, really disliking yourself, really mm-hmm. not looking after yourself. And you suddenly you want to make this big grand gesture. Your brain is like, who do you think you're kidding? Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes actually those tiny steps have much more impact mm-hmm. and long-term yeah. effect. And stick than this big, big and grand gesture. So just... Mm. Murders in mind, listeners, sometimes those big steps are not what you want to do. Yes, absolutely. And I think that it's building. I, I was listening a while ago, if I may briefly say, to a conversation where um, my aunt, you know, the late, great Maya Angelo, who was talking mm. about this, and she said that I remember um, that she was in a position where she asked somebody to leave her house because of their behavior, of what they'd said. And um, it was a conversation with her and Oprah Winfrey and, and um, Oprah said, I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, how did she do that? You know, it's such a brave thing to do to ask somebody to leave, you know, um, for something they said, which was, I, I don't know, um, off color. In a, and she said, yes, but I didn't start off like that. I started off with the smaller things and I built up to that point, to that, that courage again it's all about cultivation so i totally agree with you yeah it's the baby steps every day absolutely and before <laughs> yeah not let you go can you tell listeners where they can find you yes i'm on um instagram at liz.keats k-e-a-t-e-s um i'm on um uh, facebook um which I've, i have a facebook group called uh, meant for more with liz keats and I, my website is lizkeats.com. Um, so same spelling, K-E-A-T-E-S. Um, yeah, that's the main places that you can find me. I do um, coaching, I do workshops, I do sound, mindfulness. Yeah. <laughs> and is there any parting thoughts that you would like to share with the audience? Mm. Just to get to cultivate, I keep saying that, get to a place where you love yourself, even if it's just a little bit enough to put yourself forward. You you are meant for more, you are worthy, and you deserve, you deserve to give yourself and those around you this gift of your purpose. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much for being here. Absolutely. So, so thank you very much for being here and I see everyone next week. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this podcast, I would like to ask you to leave a positive review explaining how this episode helped you to improve your life. I ask you to do this because this will help all the people to improve their lives as well. Share and spread the love all around you. Raise your vibrations to improve your life. If you would like more transformational content like this, connect with me on Instagram. You can find a link in the description of this podcast and I'll see you over in the next episode.